0: Sessions podcast. and hey, here with B-Pimp. B-Pimp episode one forty-seven. How's it going with you? Number forty-seven. You mentioned him. It's AK forty-seven. Andre Kirilenko. He he really was. I mean, he was good. His career was strong, but it just didn't didn't last that long. Really? No. He petered out pretty quick. But he there, he's he. There's a lot of interesting things about Andre Kirilenko that I found when i was reading about this reading about him for the number like he 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 picked the number 47 because of the ak-47 gun because he wanted that nickname he his he got married to like a russian supermodel and she gives him a hall pass once a year Mm. which is like i was like do people really do that i guess but i couldn't believe that i feel like that is pretty surprising that somebody actually enacts a policy like that yeah. And then when, they, when she was asked about it and she said, well, if you tell your kids they can't have candy, what do they want? Candy. So I was like, okay, I guess she's just like the smartest person. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, no, great pick. I would say our top five list is somebody not like Andre Karolenko, uh, but somebody who's actually had quite a long career Yep, and, uh, We are talking about the top five roles of actor Jeff Bridges. So folks at home who have listened to our podcast for a while, you'll know about two previous episodes. Way back on the day, we did an episode of top five roles for the actor John C. Riley. Hit episode, fun to go through. We've also done an episode of top five Bridges, which didn't really have a lot to do with Jeff Bridges, but of course it came up but now we are bringing it back to the man, uh, his top five roles. We'll be discussing that. And in the future, if you want to hear about top five roles of another actor or actress that you like, definitely bring it up to us. Uh, but we're going to be talking about good old Jeff Bridges, who's had good early career roles, good late career roles, um, and, uh, good mid career roles as well. I know a lot of people, when they think of Jeff Bridges, they think of the big Lebowski. Is it going to be our number one? Who's to say? Stay tuned. Only time. Um, yeah. Be pimp. This is the Whiskey Sessions podcast, though. What whiskey do you have for our, our listeners at home? This whiskey it comes from the person who came up on our last episode with a guest top five list, Mr. Ryan. He gave me a uh, half quarter full bottle of, <laughs> of Nelson, Nelson, Nelson Brothers whiskey. It's it's like a third. I'll give him that. Yeah. No. It's he gave me a full bottle, but the economics of buying your own whiskey to review on a pod. It's like if I have a full bottle sitting there and I want some whiskey, I'm not gonna go <laughs> <laughs> buy you. Your are, yeah i I i'm maybe giving up from my own i like i waited on the whiskey that i tried for the last episode i was like i'm not going to try it till the episode but I what's the point i do generally try to do that but sometimes it just doesn't work out especially when i had a backlog and i was like so i just had all these whiskeys sitting there but yeah um but anyway it was a super nice thing because his wife mo good friend of ours Mm -hmm. she went on a trip to tennessee and pick this up for me as a just thoughtful thing to do because she knows of our podcast. Very nice. Yeah. I wanted to give a shout out to Mr. Ryan and Mo. Thank you very much. And this is from Nashville. Um, It's a classic blend of straight bourbon whiskeys, 46.65% alcohol by volume, 93.3 proof. I don't think I've ever seen it to that decimal level. Yeah. It's very specific. Yeah. It's super specific. Um, It's got a nice little short thing on the back. I want to read, uh, siblings rarely see eye to eye, but Andy and Charlie Nelson agree that every bottle of Nelson brothers, whiskey must earn the distinction of bearing the family name. One sip of this vigorous, versatile whiskey, a high rye blend with a long, gentle finish and you'll know it's Nelson brothers. So we got an Andy here. How about it? And listeners at home, this isn't me. My last name isn't Nelson and my brother's name is not Charlie. Nope. Not you. This isn't guerrilla marketing for your own whiskey. no. Although, like, have it be known if we ever do start our own whiskey, this it will be marketed on this podcast relentlessly. You'll find out about it because you'll have tried it based on a recommendation and learned 10 years later that we made it, and then we'll be laughing in our pile of money. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to laugh in a pile of money. It's one of the things I've been looking forward to the most, and I've really not gotten close to it yet. No, me neither. But... I did get close to a Pollyanna whiskey glass, which is what I'm drinking out of here. <laughs> uh, the whiskey equivalent of laughing at a pile of money. Exactly. So I'll- Nelson, I'll- Nelson Brothers is a light caramely color, and the the, the uh, smell matches that. Okay. Yeah, I like the color. Pretty light. You got it on the rocks. Yeah, on the rocks. And you can tell from what I read, um, it's a high rye blend, it says. So that usually means it's, corn forward and going to be a little bit sweeter. Okay. Got that first sip, put the glass down, just thinking about it. Was that corn forward? Was it sweeter? Yep. It was. And not only that, <clears throat> this is one that <clears throat> I have to commend Mo. I don't know if she researched this or like saw it and it's a very nice looking bottle. It's got like a dark wood. Mm-hmm um cork it's very nice so i don't know if it was like a that's how i pick them sometimes i just that bottle looks nice i'm gonna try it but this one has a very pleasing upfront taste sometimes i'll have a whiskey and i'll when i first take the sip and i'm thinking about the flavor like i may have to like settle into it a little bit yeah. this one kind of comes it, it starts off kind of like pleasing um and sweet su- it's definitely on the sweeter side and you do tell you can tell because it's 93 proof which is not high but a little bit higher than a lot of bourbons tend to sit at it's got a little bit of that warmth too to balance it out for like the booziness oh nice i feel like i know the way you're going but second step what are you thinking yeah it's the same it's a continuation of that as you drink it a little bit more it is a it does tend to be one of the sweeter bourbons that I've had. And I, I like that personally. So this is a slam dunk smooth train for me. All right. Second sip smooth train. That's always great to see it. It, uh, Folks at home who listened to our last episode, we had a first sip smooth train. Uh, But yeah, if you don't need the third sip to know, I mean, it's always nice to take that third sip, but it belongs on the train. It belongs on the train. Nelson brothers, you'll take at least three sips. Yeah. I, uh, speaking of trains, I went on Santa Clara VTA's light rail for the first time. So that's in San Jose, which is South of us. So I hopped on a new train. There weren't a lot of people on it. It was kind of the middle of the day. Uh, but anytime I'm on a new transit system and get on a new train, got to talk about it. What? so it's newly opened, like newly. Oh no, it's been around for a little while, but I just oh, okay. never been on it before. Gotcha. Okay. And for whatever reason, I just, I mean, I don't go to San Jose very much, but like, or hardly at all, but yeah, it's just a Bay area transit system. And I hadn't been on it. Uh, and I was going down there. was like the light rail is convenient for what I want it to do. So I'm going to hop on. And what were your, what were your, um, high level, reviews or reactions to the light rail? No, it was a smooth ride. It reminded me a little bit of Seattle's link light rail in that, well, first of all, the payment is off board. Uh, And actually, it's kind of the honor system, just like Seattle's is. Uh, Like, you could certainly get away with not paying uh, pretty easily. I'm not even sure how anybody would check up on it. But I took it from, or I I took it to the BART, like a more of a commuter rail system. So it's, uh, no, it worked. The connections were good. Nice. Fast ride. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Folks at home, go ride the VTA. If you uh, are in the San Jose area, the greater San Jose area. Yeah. Sam, people don't know that San Jose is technically the most populous city in the Bay area. So that I, feel was really like, well. I feel like I might believe that though. Isn't there more space? Yeah. There's a lot of space. I mean, you got to, San Francisco is not very big. Yeah. It's It's very populated, but it's, yeah, it's only seven miles by seven miles and uh, almost exactly in both directions. And it's technically, this is San Francisco, the second densest city in America, which I almost have a tough time believing when I'm there, but after New York it is. Wow. Okay. So there you go. Um, Okay. What were we even talking about? Jeff. I love this. We just, we just branched off into your personal, into your work life. (laughs) Um, all right. We got to talk about Jeff Bridges. The man can act. He's funny. He can be serious. He can be sinister. Uh, he can do it all outside of maybe the obvious. And a lot of people will think about Big Lebowski. Was there another role that you thought of right away that just felt like the Jeff Bridgiest to you? I do think that um, his, his Iron Man role as the villain kind of was a stand to me. It's a sport. I mean, it's on my list somewhere. I won't tell you where, but it's a, it's a role that I think it, it shows like his adeptness at switching between, even though I think of him in a very positive and jovial way because of the com- comedic roles I like him in, I, would, I totally buy him as like a, a super evil guy. I think that goes to show, like, how good he is as an actor. Yeah. Um, No, I couldn't agree more. Uh, Okay, without further ado, then, let's get into it. These are our top five Jeff Bridges roles. More than four, less than six. It's the top five. Okay. (laughs) What's your number five? Hey, I just uh, segued into my number five there with uh, his role, Jeff Bridges' role in Iron Man, the original, as open By the way, double dip. Hey, yes, love it. You are, you are right on. He he sells it as like the one of the final scenes where Robert Downey Jr. is kind of like hiding from the character. Like you, you really believe Jeff Bridges like s- just sinister nature. Oh yeah, that's an that's a very effective. And I think the reason it works in that movie that was also the first. I believe that was the first Marvel Cinematic Universe movie overall, right? Yeah, it was definitely the one that like, yeah, it was the one that launched that whole thing. And I think yeah. Jeff Bridges had a lot to do with that. And I, yeah, I think we didn't know yet what their formula was. So like seeing that, I remember seeing it pretty soon after it came out and being like, oh yeah, I like this. Like, You you see the like charisma before you know he's the villain in the movie. And then you're like, oh, okay, I see where this is going. And like that, it's just a really, it's a great role for him, I think. Yeah. No, he is is great in that movie. I definitely think it deserves a spot in the top five. Yep. All right, what's your number four? My number four is um, Rooster Cogburn in True Grit from 2010. Great pick. Did he win the Oscar for this one? Am I imagining that? Or maybe he was nominated? I think he was nominated, but I have to look now that you say that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he didn't win, but... I would not be surprised at all if he was nominated. Let's see. Um, it didn't win. Actually, that movie was nominated for 10 awards and won none of them. It was nominated for Best Picture, too, and he did get nominated for Best Leading Actor. Wow. I mean, that's the old... Like a lot of people probably know, True gets a remake, and that's the old... He took over the John Wayne role. Yeah. Uh, no, really good movie. My number four, you might be... A little shocked are you mentally prepared for this i think so my number four is the big lebowski oh okay no i can understand that okay if it wasn't on your list at all i would think you were nuts okay Shout out <laughs> <laughs> um you know no i do like the movie the big lebowski a lot uh I, I guess i just don't like it as much as everybody else but he is great in it He's perfect for it. He's part of the reason it works. Uh, well, I shouldn't even say part of the reason it works. He's a lot of the reason it works. He's got like the perfect essence to play the beard. Yes. I'm not sure who else could have done that as well as him. I mean, I think Christian Bale can do anything and I would even find it terrible for him to be in that. Day, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that would have been a hilarious pick. Uh, I kind of want to see that now. I want to see the, the Christian Bale. Come in now. <laughs> <laughs> they got to remake it with him. Yeah uh all right what's your number three my number three is a movie that made me look at four and say wait did these two movies really both happen and it's his role in crazy heart in 2009 as otis bad blake i i that movie has a soft spot in my heart i think he's great in it it's great yeah it's fantastic it was it was just like a per- another one where I think this is one of his skills too though is like he's so good as an actor that it makes you go, oh yeah, this is like this is his role like he just owns it like yeah, yeah. no there's a lot of scenes I love in that movie and it'll come up later, but he, like it's just the sadness of him looking at like a bottom shelf bottle of liquor, not being able to afford it in the convenience store, yeah, and finding a fan to pay for it for him. I also think it's really odd that Colin Farrell is the other country star in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> that is odd casting. <laughs> Yeah. You know what's, you know, what's interesting. This is off topic. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but that, that movie was well deserved to be very popular because it was excellent. But I think the wrestler Mickey Rourke played a very similar character in wrestling in the wrestler. And I think he did it as good of a job as Jeff Bridges in that movie, and I feel like sometimes it's underappreciated because it's about wrestling, which has like a stigma. But that it just—they very much remind me of each other. Those two movies. Uh, no, I think you're spot on there. I, I probably saw those movies close to each other and thought they were very similar. Mickey Rourke is awesome in The Wrestler. Yeah, the movie is a little bit sadder than Crazy Heart, I would say even. It is, yeah. Uh, especially spoiler alert, I guess, but. It's ending is definitely sadder, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true, but no, I agree, they're very similar. They came out, they must have come out within a couple of years of each other. It was a, I think, one was 08, one was 09. It was like back to back, yeah. No, that, that is a good movie, also. Um, okay, my number three, yep, is Keller Highwater, double it nice 2016 so we saw this really only about three months ago uh maybe a little bit longer but right around that time it's was it because i talk about it all the time did i recommend because you talked about it you recommended on on some podcast i can't remember what it was maybe it was like movies of the tens or something like that i don't know yes that's Uh, right but i loved it it's fantastic yeah Ben Foster, underrated actor. Every time you see Ben Foster in a movie, like you're in for a good good time. He's really good. Like he's so believable as just I don't know, is live wire the right word? Or like Unpredictable. Unficable. Yeah. He he did one of the best jobs portraying like somebody who you it makes you uncomfortable because you know that he can do anything at any time. Yes. Yeah, and Jeff Ridges is just I feel like it's not so different from other roles he's done. Um, and it kind of reminded me of like the Tommy Lee Jones role in, uh, no country for old men a little bit, not quite like that. I mean, a little more involved, Yeah, yeah. But he was just great at it. He gave that movie the gravitas it needed, I think, because Ben Foster is not a household name. Chris Pine is more so I would say, but he's also not known as like a lead actor in that kind of movie. I feel like. Yeah, they needed that, like that person to, to make that movie as good as it was, I feel like, yeah, he just, he, he acts, he acts the right way when it's like his banter between, um, the other guy that he works with. And then when he dies, like his reaction, Yeah, just seems right. Like he, he did it really well. It's perfect. Okay. So that was your number two then. Yeah. Mhm. All right, my number two, which might surprise you a little bit, but we're going in the Wayback Machine. And I haven't seen this movie in a while, but I saw part of it on TV recently, and I definitely watched it as a kid. And it struck me as very weird on TV. And Jeff Bridges is a funny character in it. But it's the 1976 remake of King Kong. Oh, Okay and if you don't know that version of king kong that's okay although i think it's worth watching uh the difference a few of the differences is one instead of climbing the uh, empire state building king kong climbs both twin towers he actually jumps between one and the other and i scene seen that's oddly unbelievable because it's a pretty far jump and the other difference in it, it is it's incredibly pro-Kong. Like the whole, it's got like that 70s, like maybe leftover hippie. Like it's very pro somehow the gorilla that's destroying the Bay area. Like or it's, it's very sympathetic towards his character in the way that it's not like the other movies aren't. I think they still are a little bit, but it has Jeff Bridges is great in it. And he, uh, and he's the lead male in it, but, um, it's funny. It's got scenes, especially towards the end where Jeff Bridges is just like rooting King Kong on, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, stick it to him. And it's very funny. Well, who else is in, do you know anybody else off the top of your head? That's in that one but the actors. I don't think I recognized any of them Okay. I'm wondering who the woman is cause I, I feel like I should know who that is. While you're looking that up, is this a, do you recommend this? Like, should I, cause I'm thinking about trying to watch that tonight. Maybe do you recommend it or is it more of like a watch on your own? Um, I don't know if I have a strong recommendation for it or not. Okay. That's fair. It's, it looks, it looks pretty janky in some parts. Okay. Uh, oh, the, the lead woman is Jessica Lange. Oh yeah. I know Jessica Lange. And then you would recognize some of the other folks, but maybe not their names. Oh, Charles Grodin's in it? Charles Grodin? Yeah. Now I have to watch it. Yeah, give it a try, 1976. Okay. Uh, all right, I think I know it, but what is your number one? Yeah, my number one is also one of my top five favorite movies for sure, if not number one. Um, his role as Jeffrey the Dude Lebowski in The Big Lebowski from 1997 do you have a favorite scene from the big Lebowski or what's, what's your just favorite part of that? Movie? I do have a couple that always come to mind. Like the quickest quotes for me are when, <laughs> when he, uh, when he, when the bad guy sees the bowling ball and says like something like, is that a bowling ball or whatever? He's like, obviously you're not a golfer. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he's like, when his uh, landlord comes over to try to shake him down for rent and he's so high that he doesn't understand what's happening. And the guy, his landlord's like, Hey, it's the seventh. And he's just like looking at him with a white Russian in his hand. He's like far out <laughs> <And> He like, <laughs> finally realizes, Oh, you want money. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's something about his portrayal of that character is just, you, you alluded to it. It's like, it looks like just what it's like, they gave Jeff Bridges a few drinks and a joint. And they were just like let's just see what happens like that's what i feel like (laughs) that was i i don't know why it's not even for some reason this scene just tickles me where like they uh just get the ashes on themselves yeah because they're trying to do something so sweet Mm -hmm. and it's just like no it's not gonna happen i do think i mean you talked about how like i think jeff bridges does make the movie i think john goodman is we could almost do a top five john goodman in the future because i think john goodman is in the same boat here where like he makes movies his own he does uh, everybody is great in it. i mean john turturro and um steve buscemi oh like, yeah it's an awesome cast and um um oh my god i'm completely blanking on her name the actress the uh redhead actress who um she's like naked when he shows up doing the art I can't think of her name. She's a, she's such a good actress. Uh, Julianne Moore. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Julianne Moore. She's fantastic in it too. Yeah. No, it's uh that's a good movie. You know, I'm probably due for a rewatch of the big Lebowski. It's, I think it's probably been 10 or 15 years. I, I watch it once a year for sure. Nice. That's my, that's my nerdy, like my favorite movie. I don't know why I, I do have, I. that's a movie that I love and I feel like it's just, objection objectively great but i do get a lot of different opinions from people about it like most people I they're like oh yeah i can recognize why it's funny but i just don't like it like that's kind of what a lot although i don't i don't really get people that have like the big lebowski is well known and is a popular movie but i also don't understand people that are like like they go the other way on it oh you mean like just trash it yeah that doesn't make any sense i feel like people do that with um like Shawshank Redemption now. Yeah. A couple other movies. Um, But I'm not saying you have to like love Big Lebowski, but I still enjoyed like the two or three times I've seen that. Yeah. I think it's just, I think it's just, there's something for everyone. We haven't even mentioned Philip Seymour Hoffman. I mean, Oh yeah. His role in that. It's just like, it's just a great dark comedy, you know, masterpiece in my opinion. Yeah, and I'm realizing, too, the Coen brothers, um, they also directed the True Grit remake, didn't they? hmm mm-hmm. Yeah. They got range. They do. All right, my number one is Crazy Heart. And I just feel like this was, like, it's so reliant on, I don't even know if it's my favorite movie out of these, but it's my favorite Jeff Bridges where it's so reliant on his skill as an actor. Yeah. And he doesn't overdo it. It's also not like overly understated like some movies at that time or a little before where I I think of like Bill Murray and Lost in Translation where he's just like people like that movie and I like that movie but he doesn't like do anything. You're yeah, you're the norm core movement where it's yeah, like it's most Brett Anderson movies or something. But like yeah. um No, it's just, it's right. It's very believable. I mentioned the Colin Farrell part. It's kind of funny, but I don't know. I just, I like the music in it and it's, uh, he's really good. Does it, does it, does it resonate any different with you? Do you think as somebody who has been a musician for your whole life, like, do you think there's anything to that or maybe, um, I mean, I've definitely never been like a musician in the way, not even from like a popularity standpoint, but like just, uh, I've never from a like I've never toured or anything like that. No, but I mean, you've played like shows like uh, a lot, and yeah, part of your life. I don't know. I was just curious if if that. I think that probably adds to it. Yeah, maybe that's why. I mean, I really like the movie The Wrestler too, but um, this one resonates more with me, probably because of just the subject. Yeah, I can see that. Okay uh you mentioned you don't have any honorable mentions for this one i don't and it's mostly just because there's movies on the list that i want to see but i just haven't and i couldn't put them on because i had no i knew nothing about them other than like tron which yeah. I, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did have tron on my honorable mentions i also had true grit but yeah jeff bridges good actor Uh, Folks at home, if there is a Jeff Bridges role that you think we forgot about, go ahead and hit us up. Our Twitter is at Whiskey Sessions, or you can email us at Whiskey Sessions Music at gmail.com, and we'll read your email on a future episode. We'd also love to hear your ideas for other actors that you'd like to see top fives for. Uh, But let's get to your emails for this episode. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read. Emails! Now we'll read them. All right. I've got an email in the inbox. that says, gentlemen, I have a series of whiskeys I'm distilling that I would love for you to try for your podcast. Each one is infused with a barrel of different types of sour apples. I think you'll really enjoy them. There are 12 different varieties, so you can drink them for 12 straight episodes. What fun. This is from Carmine in Benton Harbor, Michigan. Hmm. I don't think I could drink sour apple whiskey for 12 straight episodes i might end the podcast if that's what we had to do i think it would be one of those it would turn into a horror movie because we would both just keel over on webex that would not be good in the middle of an episode <laughs> <laughs> uh so no thanks benton harbor sorry sorry about that what else do we have in the old uh inbox I got one that says, Dear Whiskey Sessions, my favorite Halloween candy is actually the pennies I get from my neighbors. My runner-up is an apple full of razor blades. Sincerely, a masochist. This, this person's a sicko. This person's disgusting. I don't know about this person. They gotta get their head checked. Why are they calling it themselves a masochist? Yeah, wow. I mean, the self-awareness is high. Yeah. The self-aware masochist, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, people. Uh, well, I mean, Halloween is over, but people would be careful out there. Have you... Okay, now I want to know about this as an, as a parent. What do you think about... I, I feel like there isn't really a danger of getting stuff in your candy. I feel like it's a media creation. What do you feel about that? Oh, totally. That That's a media creation. Okay. I, mean, I also wouldn't how would there be stuff in the candy i think it's kind of weird if it's not wrapped in the first place yeah i think you would just throw it away right like i mean probably i would just throw it if i couldn't tell what it was or if it was open or something i would be like no it's going in the garbage even as a little dumb kid i would do yeah. that i am not worried about that no it feels very much like a media creation i've never run into anything like that in my real life because there's a there's a um new republic podcast episode that just came out about the f- rainbow fentanyl panic that's going on right now which Good is hard. the same thing they're talking about like they're going to put skittles that are really fentanyl in your kids trick-or-treat bags it's like what? <laughs> <laughs> well they won't no they aren't yeah why that's a waste of money no they aren't <laughs> yeah Uh, okay. Yeah. I, as a parent, well, and this might be the first time we really legitimately take Elena trick or treating. I think she has enough awareness at this point that we'll do it. You got to take her. She's going to be a pumpkin. You have to take her. I know she'll be adorable. Um, but yeah, I am not worried, not worried for that kind of thing going forward. That's good. That's funny. I just kind of like broke the timeline by saying we're going to take Elena trick or treating. And then I mentioned earlier that Halloween had already (laughs) passed. this will not make any sense <laughs> we are sh- we are time travelers <laughs> yeah uh all right we uh oh we we were watching like the harry potter movies we're going through the series again and we just finished the one the third one where there actually is time traveling in it mm, i've uh, never seen any of them really nope oh. i mean i don't think any of them are great mm. They're fine yeah okay until next time folks you can you can write to us again that's whiskey sessions music at gmail.com we'll read or email on a future episode but uh yeah be pimp before we sign off do you have any words of wisdom to leave our listeners with i hope you will have are having and had a fantastic halloween you never know when it is or when we recorded this this is a matt saying peace out and be pimp saying we're out there in the ether (laughs)